What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, whether you're listening or watching and listening. Thanks for being here. We are at the end of Exodus. We've reached it. You guys, we are talking about chapter 39. And because 40 comes after that, and that's the last one, we're going to talk about that one, too. We'll talk about both. And so we'll kind of lead off talking a little bit about what's going on and then a little bit about what stuck out from us also. So in chapter 39, um, you're hearing a lot about, a lot more detail again Mm -hmm. with with what's going on. And these are the priestly garments. And you've probably heard that. It is exciting. Yeah. It's kind of like, how are you getting dressed? Thank God I don't have to wear this stuff when I get up to preach. (laughs) Yeah, you you should. I mean... You would definitely stand out. It'd, it'd yeah, be fun. for sure. The attention grabber. Um, so what's happening here is they're making these specific garments for um, mm-hmm. the priests to wear when they are entering into the tabernacle. Yeah. And you've heard this before if you think back to Exodus chapter 18 when um, Jethro, who was Moses' father-in-law, yeah. comes to talk with Moses and actually give him some advice. But before they do that, they they make a sacrifice to God and he yeah. accepts the sacrifice. And Aaron's there. Sorry, yes, I haven't yeah. said Aaron. And Aaron is uh, is among them. And yeah. that's kind of the catalyst to like this priestly line. And then it's actually out of Aaron mm-hmm. and his line that the Levites come and like they are the high priests in the Old Testament. Like yeah. you'll, you hear about them like, oh, I mean, you said up to Jesus, right? Yeah, descendants of Aaron from the, the tribe of Levi, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. comes from his family. And so that's what we're learning today is just like mm-hmm. the specific garments that they wore, some of the purposes. And, and um, in chapter 39, verses 24 through 26 yeah. is something like there's there's purpose here to the pomegranates. Yeah. And we're going to flesh that out. <laughs> there's purpose behind all the laws. There's purpose yeah. behind the outfit. And mm-hmm. here, I'm going to read 24 through 26 for you. Yeah. So they made pomegranates of blue purple and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen around the hem of the robe. And they made Mm. bells of pure gold and attached them around the hem between the pomegranates. (laughs) The bells and the pomegranates alternated around the hem of the robe to be worn for ministering as the Lord commanded Moses. Mm. Now, it's not so that they can do jingle bells and sing some kind of song going in there. The purpose was Mm. when the high priest went into the, the holy place... They would tie a rope around his waist yep. and send him in just in case he did something wrong. And if he touched like mm-hmm. the ark or he did something inappropriate or he sinned, God would strike him dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if he fell, you'd hear the pomegranates <laughs> and the bells jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Oh, no, we got to pull him out. And they grabbed the rope and they would pull his body out mm-hmm. and like next man up, mm-hmm. don't do what he did. But mm-hmm. that's why they had the outfit that they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's fascinating. It It'd really is. Really exciting, probably terrifying, mm-hmm. and everything in between, too. But so yeah. they get... Oh, go ahead. No, I think, yeah, that was... I find it very interesting, always. It is interesting. I am glad you don't have to wear that. I'm going to yeah. drag your butt off the stage or something. Like, oh, guys, <laughs> sermon. Clark's drag down. <laughs> no. Get the hook. <laughs> That's um, funny. It ends, though, with Moses inspecting the tabernacle mm-hmm. and kind of doing the last, like, okay, did we do this the right way? Like, has God commanded? And then you, the presence of God Yeah, it's um, kind of like the, the anticipation up to the red ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah. He's right. doing the inspection, making sure, is this thing ready to go? Mm-hmm. It is. Let's mm-hmm. line them up and... Yeah. Let's celebrate. Yeah. 
But then you get to verse or chapter 40, like you said. Mm-hmm. This is where it ends, and we don't get to talk to you tomorrow. So we're going to talk about a little bit of it today because yeah. there's some really good stuff, and want to do a recap. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, what, what stuck out out of the last chapter is just the end, talking about following the Lord, verses 34 mm-hmm. through 38. You want to read that or you want me to? Sure. So this is chapter 40, verses 34 through 38. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled upon it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, wherever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day and fire was in the cloud by night in sight of all the house of Israel during all their travels. Wow. What a yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. What a mm-hmm. scene. So at the end of the day, they're just following God. Like right. when God moves, you move. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I move, you move. Isn't there a song about that? Can you sing it? No. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's even an appropriate song. Okay. I feel like it's some hip-hop song, probably from my basketball days. Anyways, when God <laughs> moves, you move. When I move, you move. Yeah. When he stops, they stop. Um, and the same is really true for us today. Yeah. Like we're trying to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. When he in, um, invites us to step into something, we're to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes we just need to stay right where he's called us to be mm-hmm. and be content with that. But one of the things that always gets me is when I'm reading these Old Testament passages, I find myself wondering, like, what would it have been like yeah. to be there? To see. Like, mm-hmm. David, what was it like to see Goliath and kill him? What was it like, Mm -hmm. Moses, to see the the plagues? What Mm -hmm. was it like to see God turn the Nile to red or part the Red Sea? What was it like, Mm -hmm. Elijah, to strike the the river and have the waters part? What was it like to do all these things? But I was convicted because I think they would turn the question back on us and say, what's it like to have God in you? Like, what's it like to have the Holy Spirit living in you? I'm so convinced that Moses and David and Jethro, Aaron, all of them would say, you have it better. Mm, yeah. Because God himself has resided in you. You don't have to come to the tabernacle. Yeah. Even at the time, only <laughs> yeah. one guy could go in. Now yeah. God resides in everybody. And mm. from the tabernacle to the temple, now our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm convicted of just spending time with God and trying to follow his leading. Mm-hmm. And here's just an example of it at a really macro level. Mm. Oh yeah, I wish all I could the see Israelites a, a, a for all their travels. Smoke just tr- tr- going cruising down Alondra. <laughs> like, ta- Follow that guy. Send to the taco stand. I'm off. I'm going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he lives inside of us, and I think yeah. that's. Well, one of the things from your part that's sticking out as you're talking even is the Israelites are able to, you know, have this. God dwelling that they can like literally see what behold with their eyes right in front of them, but you got to look, Yeah, you know? And so that's a word like, so that all of the Israelites in sight of the house of Israel during all of their travels. So he's saying, I'm here. You Mm -hmm. can see me. Are you looking? Yeah. And so that's a word I feel like even, you know, as I'm reading this, the Holy Spirit's just reminding and lifting that for me, like, you know, Holy Spirit's in my heart. Like, are, are you aware of my presence? Are you looking to me? Are you yeah. in my word to see, to, are you seeking? Because God's faithful to have us find him. And so that's kind of sticking out. What another thing for me, just kind of recapping is, you know, we get to Exodus chapter 40, Um, the tabernacle has been built. Like you said, it's like the ribbon cutting. They've done 
what God has commanded yeah. them. They have. They've been through a lot. <laughs> and the presence of God is now tabernacling, camping, tenting with them. Glamping. You use that, and that's yeah. right on. Glamorous yeah. camping. God's a glamper. <laughs> Put my pomegranates up there, and I'll come in. I know, and all the precious stones God, do. don't strike me. Yeah, please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where they are now, but let's reflect on where they have been. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so something that stuck out to me, let me flip all the way back to chapter 2 of Exodus. So this is chapter 2. Verses 23 hmm. through 25. Very beginning of this, this is whole the very beginning. Um, and this is, this is the Israelites and their relationship with uh, Yahweh. During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out, and their cry for, and their cry for help because of the slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. So they've come from this place of enslavement to freedom. They've come from a place of groaning and mourning to celebration. They've come from, you know, God being far off and hearing them to God being like dwelling and being present among them. All that, like they've come to this radical new place in chapter 40 and to watch the journey unfold and to see how it's been Pretty it's cool. been the lord and unto his glory this whole time it's, it's amazing it really is it is a tra- total transformation yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of um a little bit of just a, a, a reminder for me is you know god that's the truth in all of our lives is if you've accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior the holy spirit dwells in your heart and you have the power and the ability to live a transformed life because mm-hmm. of what he's done. And just where, and like where he is and where he is he's inside in of you. you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, and that's the journey you see now with the Israelites mm-hmm. is okay. They're out of Egypt, you know, they're, they're wandering, they're on the move with yeah. Yahweh. And then now we see Egypt mm-hmm. needing to be resected and removed from their, hearts. from them. Yeah. And that's kind that's, of what you that's see. what you're going to see as you turn the page yeah. from Exodus to Leviticus to Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. and so on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the people are out of Egypt but Egypt is still in their hearts yeah. and the remnants of Egypt still in our hearts in us. that's sins yeah. there you know mm-hmm. so it's exciting but as we look at this I just want to say thank you for reading Exodus with us we're going to hit up the gospel of Luke Yep. After this. Next. And then we're excited to say after that we're going to do podcasts on 1st and 2nd Samuel. Yeah. We're going to come back to the Old Testament as our church preaches on that yeah. for a couple months. So from Exodus to Luke to First and Second Samuel, buckle up. It's going to be an exciting ride. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.